Welcome back to this episode. This is the second part of a doubleheader. If you haven't heard the first, go back. Go back and listen to it. If you can't be bothered, that's all right. Just keep listening to this one and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And don't forget, like and subscribe. I hate it when people say that. And we, we found it really fascinating that there's a lot of people picking up from the States to watch the uh, British basketball. Yeah, and I know from conversations that we've had teams against teams that we played in Europe this season there. Um, whereas, you know, I I know historically from the history that I've had and the, the time as chair when we were, we've had teams in and out of Europe, of course, and um, I, I would go over to see Jordi Bertomeo quite a bit in the, in the early days of um, uh, when I was chair and they were building the EuroLeague and EuroCup product and they were desperate to have British teams in. I knew that was going to be a challenge, massive challenge. Uh, but they all, the European market looks at Britain and, and it looks at it as the number two market in Europe. You know, how can basketball not be absolutely exploding? Well, it, it's not It's not in the way that they think it should because of all the reasons that we've, we've already talked about, you know. Not least the fact that ultimately, you know, culturally, uh, politically, uh, and, and from a media perspective, the sports that take precedence in this country are actually sports that we invented. Yep. And they're and they're predominantly Commonwealth sports, not world sports. So, so you've got another challenge there. That challenge doesn't exist in Europe. They don't play Commonwealth sports per se. So they play football, basketball, volleyball, handball. You know. Um, so they can't understand. They can't understand that what, what we're dealing with here is completely different to what anyone in Europe's dealing with. Um, but now, fast forward a bit here, uh, we talk to we talk to these clubs that we're playing in Northern Europe, and they're looking back at us. And I've had two of the clubs say to us this season, "You guys are going to fly past us soon." Amazing. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, perception is reality, right? I'm thinking, you know what? not so sure about that because your team budgets are way higher than ours yeah but what i do know is their club models are becoming more and more unsustainable as we move along because what's happened in european sport not just basketball is um, a lot of these clubs are propped up by government money regional government money uh and and more often than not a, a chairman that that is okay is happy to fund that club um for for a period of time so we've we've played more than one the majority of clubs we've played in the nbl this season are set up that way because we sit and have a drink after a game and we 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 trade secrets you know how do you do this how do you do that (laughs) and ours is wholeheartedly the way i would want us to be set up it's a sustainable commercial business we sell tickets we sell sponsorship we sell merchandising and we spend that money we just need to do better in those areas and for the league to do better to help generate some income to come into the clubs as well. That's got to be the right and most sustainable way to operate. And is there uh, a financial advantage of playing in Europe for the, for the club uh, itself? 
<laughs> no financial advantage. Um, so, so essentially, the what, what we've tried to do this season is um, work out what it's all about and whether whether the income from the home games can cover the cost of the away games. It hasn't, and, and, and part of that problem is is playing midweek games. You know, it's very difficult to. We've done a we've done a great job of building Friday night as an event over all these years, uh, and uh, we're now having to try and build Tuesday night as an event, yeah, that's and that's tricky. a challenge because we've got very much a family market. Um, I'd say we've had twelve, thirteen hundred at each of the games, so so not bad. But wow. I need I need we need it to be north of two thousand a game to make it yeah. um, really work, but. It's not. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because you know, we look back. We look back ten, twenty years ago, and a bad trip into Europe for a club would mean that that club folded. And it happened. If you look back in the history, it happened on several occasions. Um, a bad financial trip. I mean, not not a bad trip on the court. Um, uh, we're 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 big enough now that that particular project can be loss making but be absorbed in the larger business uh, i guess it does help having a, a partner which is your the local airport yes well <laughs> and this is it i mean i say the larger business the, the larger business is successful right now because of the large number of, of sponsors that we uh, we now have uh including newcastle airport um, most recently i'm going to miss someone if i list them all so I'll be careful, um, but our uh, you know our main sponsor, Serious Group, obviously the, the building sponsor, Virtue, are the, are the two top, very top tier. Yes. Um, and uh, we just had. I mean, we must be in terms of main sponsors of the club uh, or sponsors of the club this season. We're certainly over sixty. And, that, um, and that's so, obviously not just the men's team; it's the it's the, uh, it's the women's well, team, it's the academy, well. everything. And the fact, yeah, the foundation, the academy, yeah, well over sixty, well over sixty, wow. um, at, 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 at different levels, um, and anything from a match ball sponsor to a uh, buying a table in hospitality. So our hospitality, we're 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 over two hundred a game in hospitality every game. Um, Tables of ten, tables of four, you know. And that was the other. That was the other big part about um, building the building is that if we want to, if we want to build, you know, that 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 part of the uh, the business that's you know precedent in football and rugby and cricket, then you, you can't do that if you haven't got a room to entertain in and a bar. Uh, it's up, Mark. We need to go up to Newcastle. This sounds great. Yeah, we've got a bar. <laughs> as soon as well, I said bar. The, the other services they provide are paramedic services, I believe, aren't they, Paul? Okay. Oh, we'll come into that in a second. But um, do the players come to like um, in like the VIP bit or the, by the bar and with and get pictures taken? That's brilliant. We do. We do That's after brilliant. the game. Yeah, we feed the team. Feed the team after the game. Uh, the women's team on the on the men's night are in, in hospitality most games as well. So a fan can come have a nice meal, have a drink, watch a good game of basketball, then meet Ricky McGill after the game. Yeah. Yes. That's great. So that is great. Even on the small scale of, of what 
you've done with our local team, what Paul does with the local team. Um, this is MBL Div 3. There's people who we just entered. But doing the, the sound effects, the noise and everything like that and making it an atmosphere that people want to come to. There's people who go, who just go for the enjoyment, not and the entertainment. They're not huge basketball fans. They're just enjoying the atmosphere. So if yeah. you then say you can have a beer afterwards, you can actually go eat something, yeah. you can meet the we, players. Yeah, that'd be Blimey. great. I mean, just to give you an example. I think um, listening to the games, I mean, it's, it's a little difficult um, sometimes on TV, <laughs> but when you listen to the games, I think Newcastle, one of the teams that would be similar to what we've, we've done here, um, let me bear with me. I'm just going to play you a clip <laughs> just so you can hear the sound, so you can get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. One so of those. Th this was we the um they've missed a three. They've just missed a three. We're there's ten seconds left in the game. This is our crowd. <laughs> he hits a three to go to overtime. There <laughs> we go. Um, and we were we, we were at a point where we were like as an organization, we actually think we're an NBL Div 1 um, team, but yeah. our team is just entered Div 3. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, that gives you an example of like all the sound effects and stuff like that that we do. Um, but yeah, we've got a great, um, a great, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's just getting that atmosphere. It's a hook. Yeah. Okay. We've got with uh, Harry Bow. So what we do is, oh, okay. what we do is, um, we, if a an away player misses two free throws in a row, we get loads of Harry Bow, throw it into the crowd, stuff like that. So what it's turned into is when a player goes to the line for the opposition, the entire arena is shouting, Harry Bow, Harry Bow. <laughs> and it's great because if he scores, everyone's boo. <laughs> If he misses, yeah, Harry Bow. So the, the only problem is it's happened. We've done it the last two home games. They've missed a few. And yeah. and they've missed, someone's missed it at some point. And the kids just, oh, yeah. all just come to you, like, like all run to you, like, Harry Bow. And you're like, no, 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 stay in your seats. We'll throw it out to you. Like, it, the game is still going on. But, um... Like a cut toe to a bunch of piranhas there on it. It's great. Is that <laughs> is that the one um that we did for Alex? Yes. I'm just gonna get this so. is what we this is this is an example when it when it happens. I need to do that. Hang on. Free Harry Ball coming out right now. It's all kind of that which we do when when he, when he misses, but everyone seems to like it. Brilliant, um, brilliant. I got well, to go. That's the difference, isn't it? You don't get, you're not going to get that in a football match. And, no. Uh, but ironically, I mean, ironically we had to, we he had to fight the league on it because, oh, really? yeah, because they were saying uh, you're not allowed to do that. You, you can't play these noises. In-game sounds is very difficult because obviously the NBL. I would go to Basketball England. I guess the BBL, it's your own separate thing. So yeah. I'm yeah. like, can I play music during the game? And they, and 
it's it's a challenge because you'll have the referees go no nothing whatsoever and you're like okay well i spent half a day going through every document every rule book and i was like there's nothing in the in the rules that say i can't do it so i've just gone screw it i'm doing it now i've been doing it now for well this with the second season we're just about to finish the second season but now referees are coming to our game going i love doing your games because of the atmosphere or the it's the it's it i'd say it's that we do that real old-fashioned typical american uh like organ music dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. but this is again a division three team that if you go to an away game there might be 20 30 people there watching yeah. it's really and they funny come when... to us and there's like three four hundred and making but, but noise the aspiration and... is that, that everybody will get to that level eventually and, and yeah and it should be you know what you're doing should be should be held up there as, as the way to move forward because you you cannot build you know and we're back to the infrastructure conversation you can't build a club without bringing people to the game we do it we do an awful job and we have done in this country for so many years of building indoor venues without seats sorry we do a great job of building indoor venues without seats and then that's set in stone for 25 years yeah that decision that's made then has basically shut the door for 25 years with that facility until it gets bulldozed you know it's just it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world um and, and that has to be broken so the fact that you've got those seats is a starting point because you can't grow unless you can introduce people in large numbers to what you're doing you know and the biggest irony of all with with, with our sport is um you know we, we have we've had this this sort of british audience that shunned american sports for years and years because it's too razzmatazz it's too this and it's too that and before you know it we've got 2020 cricket and i'm watching <laughs> that and i'm thinking well that's like an outdoor night at the basketball but you've been telling us for years and years what we're doing is wrong well it's clearly not the case we've yeah. still got the upper hand though you don't get wet <laughs> very true <laughs> And it's warm. And it's more excited. But, but what you're saying about excited, yeah, apart from anything else. What yeah. you're saying about seating is true because one of the things that that local club had an issue with was going, well, we can get more people in than this. So where else can we go? Where's the venue? Where is, who's got even just two bleachers that can pull out yeah. and maybe yeah. get, so ironically, we, we, we've said before, maybe the old place that Portsmouth played in the 80s. Well, Paul knows the Mount Batten Centre. The Mount Batten Centre. I think if we outgrow where we are now, we'll go to that. I've got sent because I know this will bring a smile to Paul's face. One of the things I do do is, um, and it, it, this is all based upon things that would frustrate me from an entertainment perspective in a game. And one of the things that I always got a little frustrated with, or I just find it boring, is when you have referees come together and they're just talking, and they might do it for thirty seconds, maybe. And, it's like there's silence and you just hear the crowd going. So what I started to do is this. So if the refs come together for a second, I start playing this. Can you hear that? Yeah. And whilst that's playing, I'll be like, the referees are in deep discussion here. They're considering giving Portsmouth force to ball. Let's see which way you'll go. Yeah, they're not a fan of that at all. It was one referee <laughs> came to me, he goes, I've heard that you play this this music 
there's no way you're going to get me on that. I got him four times in the first <laughs> half. <laughs> well, that's um, all part of the event as well. And, you know, I mean, I, uh, um, referees will tell you I have my problems with them from time to time, but I would never be a referee. It's yeah. It's a tough job, you know. It's, uh, I've, I've, uh, for, for them to be traveling up and down the, you know, in the different ways up and down the country for us. Spending whole weekends <clears throat> to largely get booed by the crowd. Is, a thankless uh, job, isn't it? Absolutely. It is thank, absolutely thankless job. And credit to them for doing it. So what's what, the future then? What's the future for New Can I just say one, one thing about the referees? Do what it. I do say with any of the referees who challenge anything, I always say the, the, the one thing is, look at all I'm doing is entertaining the audience yeah. this is not all i'm doing is complimenting the game so even though you're in deep discussion i'm not actually taking the mick i'm giving everyone else something to focus on and just have a little gig or have a laugh just so they're not watching you talk for a minute yeah and just get, keeps the game going mark apologies can i just go back to something paul said about 20 minutes ago because no. i looked this up and um I can, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll say it because I, I don't care, but I'm just on BBC Sport. Do you mind me saying this? This is, it is embarrassing. So just looking um, on BBC Sport now. So when you go BBC Sport, basketball isn't in the standard list. You got football, cricket, Formula One, rugby union, rugby league, tennis, golf, boxing, athletics. That's the list. You have to go all the way to the right hand side, and then you've got a list of every single sport ever invented i think basketball is in there so you go brilliant i'll click on basketball and what's the first thing that comes up is nba nba everything's nba to be fair to them they actually post it's all it looks like most most of it is videos but they post um more stuff than sky sports do more consistently it looks like maybe one a day um and god i post more than one a day i mean it's, it's not hard but is it's, it? it's it's i mean there's one about um uh women's bbl caledonia everything else i can see is nba and this is the bit that's embarrassing um when you look at the um scores all i can see is nbl at the moment let me go back saturday's game no actually they have to be fair to them they have got some um bbl fixtures but when i go to the tables this is what is embarrassing first thing that pops up nba okay we're in england i want to see the bbl bbl championship league is in there and it looks okay this is the embarrassing thing We've got the bbl cup so i'm going to click on the bbl cup and i've got the latest standings from the 23rd of november 2021 yeah that's for the bbl cup that doesn't exist anymore yeah it doesn't exist does it that's embarrassing, isn't it? Because we won that season. <laughs> so you, you hang on. So you won the cup that season. So that means you uh, sort of like bowed out as no one can ever beat you as those champions. Yeah, don't ring them. So <laughs> to my point, and I, you know, we, uh, I need to clarify this as well, because we actually, across the board, are all really well supported by BBC in the regions. Um. The, you know they can't do enough for us uh, BBC North but BBC Centrally have constantly been a, been a problem uh, I, 
you know, I just, I'm getting a bit old in the tooth with this now, but I've spent 20 years on and off trying to uh, in, engage better with them, have them better engaged. They were, they were our partner for a, a short period of time. Uh, two, three years, not so long ago, we were, um, our games were going out on, uh, on, on BBC Sport Live website. Um, uh, and the coverage consequently on that web on that page on the uh, on the app was um, slightly better now than it was then but but historically if you go way back to days of teletext and whatnot all of the results would be on when BBC days of teletext, teletext. Yeah. <laughs> wow that's going back a long way that's I remember that wow <laughs> but that but that was the standard that's where we where we dropped is on teletext you would have all of the all of the national league results all the way through and people would be bringing them in nationally and d3 would be on teletext would yeah. be on the bbc's you know teletext page and then you flip from that to internet and it's kind of disappeared slowly but surely uh and if we petition really hard whereas we have where, where we have done in the past through the all parties group we had a, a period of time where they did concentrate on it and the minute you take your foot off the gas it disappears and yeah. now it's gone all together um which is really sad because you know as as the as this effectively the state channel of this country they have, for me they have a service to provide for all the key sports particularly all sports sport england are um are funding to um profile the, the 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 top end of, the, of all parts of the domestic game and i think you only need people to turn up to a one basketball game they turn up to one game 100 in newcastle london caledonia and they'll go right this but, is big but i don't have to go to this is big I mean, to promote them anymore. hey they got a six thousand arena i know but that's they, what i'm they saying they don't but need the promotion because it's the only people who get to get promoted if if you're if you're at these games you can feel the excitement and it's, yeah. it's oh, yeah, um, it, it, and even on TV, that like the, the like the Sky Sports Arena stuff, I love. I just want more more consistency. More like content. with it, it's like I think they say they've got like twenty games on Sky Sports, and that includes yeah. men and women's. But it's like, hey, you're getting like four, five games, um, four, five, six games a week. Yeah, it's like. Uh, look, I came back from Australia and I was really jet lagged and it was four in the morning and I put the TV on and I watched darts for 45 minutes on Sky Sports News. And at that point, I was just thinking, why isn't the BBL on? You've talked about darts for 45 minutes. Come on. Like, and that's when I wrote my, my email, <laughs> like my two page essay to them. And, and if you can talk for 45 minutes just talk for 35 yeah give the ten, which is why i can never if we have a debate about content and time it never holds water with me and we've i've worked with with media for you know 20 25 30 years now locally and nationally and know how it works you know we have journalists work for us on a daily basis i know how it works um but it's it's a tough nut to crack. It is. It's very frustrating, and um, you know, like I say, Aaron's Aaron's doing a job of um, trying to break that at the moment. But also for him, you know, it, it's getting the 
recognizing what the easier wins are at this point and um uh you know rather ironically networking out to a, a country where um it's precedent league uh gets more coverage here <laughs> than our own <laughs> for us to be yeah um syndicated out out there is is pretty crazy because there's a lot of leagues that could be syndicated in the states yeah i've um, done well with that um paul i'm going to completely change subject now i'm going to go back to the uh, Virtu Motors Arena. And I've heard a story, and I know you know that we've heard a story, um, and that's about Newcastle Bold Eagle Keith White. And um, I absolutely love this story. And for, for those who've not listened to the Keith White episode, Keith is a, um, a basketball player who's associated with the uh, Fimber GB organization um, playing for his country and he plays in the Newcastle Eagles arena and um, he actually had a heart attack on um, I think it was, was it did you say it was on a Saturday yep. whilst he was playing and what I loved about the story and I don't know if you heard that episode Paul but what I loved about the story and I said it then was um, Keith said he was like lying there trying not to die and someone let you know that the incident happened and then Keith was like Paul Blake then turned up and I love that because I just thought that is the biggest I that uh, example that this is your club and you, someone's had a heart attack that you know and you're taking complete ownership of that situation you wanted to be there at that moment with Keith and you even drove him to the hospital, right? Well, I, I didn't. Rico drove him. But I, uh, one, one of the other Bold Eagles guys, but I was in the back of the car with the defib just in case. So we've got a defib at the venue. I just said, "Look, I'll take that." They just they, we, we tried to get an ambulance, and they said it would be like three hours or something. And, and the RBI is five minutes up the road, so we just said, "Look, he's not looking good." Let's. For good or for bad, let's stick him in the back of the car, take the defib, and we'll get him up there in four or five minutes. You know, what's the worst that could happen? Um, yeah, so I, uh, so that was a Bold Eagles session. I probably should have been at the Bold Eagles session playing, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> so I wasn't there. I was at Screwfix. <coughs> I was at Screwfix buying some DIY stuff, and I got I got the call. So. Um, yeah, just down there, yeah. Unfortunately, it, it all it all worked out fine. You know, he uh, we we got him out of Rico's car straight in the back door at the RVI, and he was he, he dodged the queue and everything straight through. Brilliant. Like, he's playing, I mean, obviously, he's playing again now. You know, which is yeah, fantastic. You know, <laughs> but um, I, I love that story. And the word I I always came back to was when referring to you on that moment, Paul, was ownership. Yeah, like well, be, be, that, being but... involved and i think i think just that um just that moment um highlights lots of um what's the right word lots of um i don't know i'm not your wife i can't you're... read your mind <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put pause uh shrink this bit um 
oh what's the word i'm trying to find values is the word i'm trying to find i think you're gonna have to shrink that so yeah. it comes across not you edit it is what i mean um <laughs> i think that incident highlights what good values you have that you turned up and you were there to support keith i just love that story i just thought it was great i appreciate it i think you know it's something only want to do at the end of the day but it's uh um yeah, it's important that you know i'll keep know keith for, for many years played played locally with and against keith 30 years ago so it's um you know those guys are important but our, our, pro our problem with with the basketball community um is unfortunately we just can't house them all in our building we need more courts that's which leads nicely onto your your uh your other question there mark what's next yeah, what's next <laughs> Well, we've got we we're 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 at capacity. You know, the building's at capacity. Didn't take very long. Again, another irony: there's lots of leisure centres shutting down all over the place around us, and like we need another leisure centre because what we're doing is is it's full. You know, it's it's nuts. Take those badminton courts, rip them out. Get rid of all badminton courts. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me on that one. So we, <laughs> when we built the building, we had, you know, in fairness, we had fantastic support from Sport England. But the, again, in, and we received a grant that, that went a long way to getting the building built. Um, but what comes with that is you must do this, you must do this, you must do this. And we had to put badminton lines down, which we really didn't want to do. No. And we had to, yeah, and, and, and it's on the two end courts, so it doesn't, it doesn't massively affect things. We're not multi-lined. We've literally got basketball lines, netball lines, volleyball lines, and badminton lines. That's it. Nothing else. Could you have put them in the car park to get away with it? And gone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're over there. I'm not sure how a badminton fares in the uh, in the wind, but um, I'm a badminton uh, shuttlecock or whatever they call them. Yeah. Um, but but the irony is, there's a badminton centre a mile up the road. That, that just has badminton in it and nothing else. And that uh, that had also received a Sport England grant. So strategically thinking, we were trying to get away with the fact that there won't be any badminton played in this building. We, you know, we are a basketball first with some netball and some volleyball. We've got a resident netball and volleyball club. Partly because, again, for the grant, we had to bring two other sports with us. We said consistently through this, our business plan tells us we're going to need this space for basketball. But um, uh, and in fairness, it's been great to have the other two uh, clubs in. But um, but we've had, you know we're all outgrowing. The netball club's got bigger, the volleyball club's got bigger. We've grown, you know, exponentially. So the challenge is, as I said earlier, we're, we're going to try and work out how we can put another two courts in the venue. Uh, whilst giving us then the capacity to extend that stand uh, to do both things, you know, have a five-court hall and uh, uh, expand the seating a bit. So that's the next That's the next stage. Would you make it. one of those courts pure basketball? If you could both of them pure basketball. Nice. Both. Look at that. <laughs> and, and at some point, we're going to have to, you know, we'll... we'll, we'll We'll see where we go um, evolution-wise with um, with the other three as well. But there's such a thing as wood tape. <laughs> which yeah, is really I've seen that at yeah. Reading. Saw that at Reading. Rockets yeah. do that a lot. That's what Keith was saying, that you, you guys tape up 
yeah. You don't so notice that, it on TV. No. Um, it Which is great, me. isn't it? It means it's doing its job. But yeah. it confused me when I was watching a teardown video of the stadium uh, last year sometime. I thought, well, they, where those lines appeared from, like they haven't pulled any mats up or they haven't put, done that like, matted carpeting and it's not block flooring. I couldn't work it out. And then when Keith came on, I said, oh, yeah, we, no, we tape it. Oh, okay. You, you can't see it. You can't see it. This will tell you how much I, I, I can if I'm allowed to micromanage things. Um, the, the, the tape that we get, the grain, uh, if the line's running the right, right way and it suits the grain of the floor, you don't, you literally don't see it. But we've got some lines that run perpendicular and the company that sells us the tape won't turn the grain 90 degrees. <laughs> so there's two, there's two lines that you can see and they, they wind me up because I just think that company could just sell us some tape with the, the grain the other way. I'm a nerd. <laughs> No, but no, I, 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 I'd say that's a perfectionist. And oh, I, yeah. I 100% agree yeah. with you. There's nothing better than a purist basketball court. But especially what, and yeah. also if you, once you see it, you can't unsee that. Yeah. And then you'll right. know it's there. See on the TV, we, we wouldn't pick no, up on that. But like when you're you there, you'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see it. Out of curiosity, with like getting the court and stuff like, sorry, the, the, the venue, did you have to, was there anything on parking where you, they were saying that you can only have like 10 cars there? There or was there anything like that or because yeah, that's we, normally we, the thing isn't it we had to build a car park so so we've got a car park for 300 oh, uh, right. and it's not enough it's yeah it, it needs to be double that really so that's um and if we extend the building and put more seats in that's going to be a prerequisite of the uh, the planning condition uh that we'd have to find build more parking spaces we're going to have to find a solution to build a multi car park if they allow us to extend yeah actually I, I've, I've seen that at a lot of arenas especially like in Australia and America where you have your arena then you've got a multi-story right next to it sometimes you'll even have like um the skyways like a skyway in, yeah. going between yeah yeah venue yeah. and car park yeah um, so, so that's you know that's that's inevitable the um and the site's only so big as well, and we've we've got residents around the edges of the, the the venue, so it's got challenges. But that's you know that's that's what we would like to do next. That's the plan, and then obviously revisit Europe. Really, really keen to keep trying to build the women's program. Uh, we've got a lot of young girls playing now. Uh, you know, really want to drive attendances at WBBL games. Um, we're doing a pretty good job with that. We could do better. Um, you know, and they're all they're also committed. The team, you know, so want it to work. Um, and we don't have, we just don't have the uh, the opportunities that certain other sports have. You know, I supported a. Again, you can choose to keep this on the record or not, but I, I supported a an application for a cricket pro franchise today from one of one of my colleagues locally, and uh, and I and I really hope they get it. But the ECB's part in that um, pro women's cricket franchise setup is the successful franchises will immediate re immediately receive over a million pounds each from ECB. Wow. Right. that would be nice wouldn't it yeah that'd be fantastic 
I mean, it, it's, so we, we just don't, we're not, not in that world. You know, we, we've got to, again, we're back to the sustainability conversation. We're, we're spending what we generate and that's generated in ticket income, sponsorship, community work, you know, whatever it takes to bring that team together and try and put as professional a situation in place for the, the young women that are playing. And I'm just going to change the subject slightly here where we're, you mentioned, we're talking about fans um, uh, coming to the game. And I, I'm referencing uh, an incident that happened in Manchester. And by all means, you don't have to talk about this whatsoever. But um, as far as that, um, I guess I'll call it fan interaction. Is that is is that a problem around the league? Because I you do I've seen it, um, but it's extremely rare. And the first thing I said to Mark is that I reckon that's a one-off incident. That's maybe that or that's all that would happen this season. Um, is that like what are your views on 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 that interaction? I think the BBL have just come out and I think the players have got like. I get one game ban, a two game ban, but the the fans who Head coach got a ban for the game. Who started the interaction? It's like a five year ban and a lifetime. Or was it? Well, no, what was it? A yeah, lifetime yeah. ban, something one, like that. One's yeah. five year one. Which to me highlights where the like the league thought the issue was. Yeah, yeah. It's a lifetime ban from all venues. Um, it's a tricky one because uh, you know what what we are selling is is a sport that you can get very close to, um, and interestingly, I mean. You know, that's no different sitting courtside at the NBA. So anything could happen there. It would get um, shut down pretty quickly because security support is, is, is enough that, uh, you know, they're only ever 30 feet away, 40 feet away, I suppose. We, um, uh, we've had a few incidents, similar incidents, and um, our security protocols on match night are pretty tight now in terms of the stewarding around the court to the extent that one of our stewards actually stopped one of our media staff from going on court just as they were about to be in front of camera a couple of weeks ago so he was only doing his job uh, and I'd rather we be in that situation yeah. Than, yeah, yeah. than the alternative so he's doing his job too well, someone would say, but that's, well. that's, yeah, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. You'd rather have but, that than. But you know what? You know, we're a very tight arena, as you've seen on on, on telly, and it and it wouldn't take much. Uh, so so we we we're, we're extremely um, aware of that situation and aware of where we're placing stewards before, during, and after matches. Um, is it foolproof? Is anything foolproof? No, no, um, not when people are involved. No. Yeah, and yeah. And I, 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 I do feel for the players, um, and I'm sure you've experienced it. I've experienced it. Where people who are watching the game can say pretty much anything they want to you, and it's like, as a player, it's like you cannot react whatsoever. And I think that's a really hard position to put for anyone to be in. Yeah. Um, but I think fans have got to realise, yeah, come on, you can't, there's, there's a, you can, you can get passionate about it, but there's a certain level you can't cross. And people know when they've crossed that line. Yeah. But there's always, there's always the chance that there's somebody that will. So, uh, yeah. So all you can do is put the protocols in place. 
look at what common practice is in other sports. Ours is definitely a bit different because of proximity to the court. Unless you're unless you're in a venue like we used to be in at Newcastle Arena, where essentially you're playing on an ice hockey. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right then. <laughs> pitch, whatever they. The ice like. rink. Yeah. Yeah, got an ice rink, and uh, you're basically secured by uh, the ice hockey boards. You know, um, keeping the the audience away, and that's that's the same at the bigger venues like Birmingham and like yeah. the O2. Um, it, it's extremely hard to get to get closer unless you're already sat courtside. So, you know, unfortunately, the majority of our venues are not built that way. So, uh, yeah, we just it's just a, it's just another thing to be um, be aware of. You know, we have risk assessments for every game. They now have to be lodged with the league. That's another that's another set of work. Uh, After that incident, did did the league say? Guys, can everyone just check where they are yeah. with, with that? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking; that's probably happened. Been through all of that, so so we we have to write a risk assessment for every event that we have in the venue, and they all get um, saved, you know, for future reference. Um, that's just standard in the industry. But uh, you know, game attendance and all 15, 20 pages of information that before the pants off anyone that's not interested in it but it's ne <laughs> it's necessary you know it's not my background certainly but uh but it but it we have a member of staff that makes sure that those things are, are written up everybody knows what the the situation is we have i'm going to say 15 to 20 security staff at every game um and that's all part of government protocol for sports events Linked to the number of people in the building and the type of event that it is, you know, and we have boxing and MMA events as well at the oh, venue, wow. and that takes a different kind of security. Um, I bet would that be harder because you've got the whole—I don't know what the word with testosterone or around the—I don't know if, that, if that's the right word—going around the building. Yeah, there's some chance that there'll be fights outside of the ring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so we've we've run a number of those events now and learnt a lot. But yeah, there's there's a massive piece of work that goes with running a venue. It's not simple uh, by any means. It's uh, it's, it's brought a, an extra uh, large size of workload, um, a completely different type of organisation, uh, much larger staffing base. You know, I think the the foundation had. Um, had 160 on on its uh, wage roll last month. Uh, not all full time, of course. You know, a lot of event-based staff. But uh, nevertheless, that's you know that's a big job to manage. When not so long ago we were we were a little basketball club hiring somebody else's venue and just you know making it look right for yeah. us on the night, and then uh, walking away the next uh, uh, well that night. <laughs> Did you see the incident in Sheffield with the little kid running on the court in the fourth quarter? Have you seen that? Oh, it was. I actually think it was one of the highlights of the, the week now. for me. It's good. It's. Uh, I think it was Sheffield versus Leicester, and in the fourth quarter, I want to say eight thirty, eight twenty left in in the quarter. This little kid. I mean, look, it's every kid's dream. He's got a Jordan top yeah, on. He runs on the on. court. And you see, I've looked, I just burst out laughing and went, yeah. 
brilliant. And the thing that made me laugh even more was his mum's running after him. (laughs) Stop, stop, stop. And then she grabs hold of him. The game starts. Look, I I actually think everyone kept their heads. Referees just stopped the game. All the players were like, okay, game's been stopped. Fans on the court. They've been, mum's taking him off. And we're just going to carry on playing now. It wasn't it wasn't an issue at all. But all the people looking at the kid were just like looking and going, legend, absolutely <laughs> legend. And the mum was just like embarrassed as hell. That was, I, I it was a great moment. It was brilliant. And at the same time, after what we were just talking about, you can imagine the teams there just going, oh no, we've just written this for us. And yep, we've got anything We've got to do another thing. And then some little mini-me's run on the court. and But he had his Jordan jersey <laughs> yeah, on. And um, it was like, look, anyone who's a parent, knows that feeling where you're running after your kid no 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 no! you cannot run on that football pitch i think the moment <laughs> would be oh look at that kid oh it's mine oh no <laughs> that's my one uh check it out Mark, uh, paul you'll it, like it it's, it's one of those things though isn't it it's uh you know i've i've probably operated how many games uh over these years over certainly over 500 home games and uh that's never happened Wow, never say never. I've never seen that. But never say never. Never yet. Includes, you know, long periods of time where we've had kids kids on the court at halftime. We have all of the kids' interaction with like that things like Chuck and you know, there's a lot of movement around in, 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 in the building, so it's always there's always a high chance of it happening. Um so these these things are definitely rare occurrences, fortunately. Yeah, but I I generally thought that was a, a real light-hearted moment. It was, and it was it's just really like good. Ha- absolutely yeah. light-hearted, harmless, and it was like I, it was it was just you know funny to see. The only thing similar that I've seen um, in, in Portsmouth is the mascot running on yeah. the court during the game when he's not realised um, that the game's still playing because the refs some he's heard it maybe he's heard a buzzer for the 24 second clock and he's running on and then all of a sudden it's like get off (laughs) so it's um yeah there's uh the the um who is in the mascot outfit for portsmouth force is a is a, a big secret but um i'll say it's a young man um so it's uh yeah he's not completely aware here's a buzz and you thinking brilliant i'm now going on doing a dance let's go he's he, yeah he's no oh hang on the game's still going on um so yeah um so what's brilliant. what's your if you you know if we put the stop on now and, and you and the wife just went right we've done our tenure now hang up boots what do you want to be remembered for what's that What's that, you know, what are you most proud of in that whole tenure that you've had? Before Paul answers that question, can I say if that happens, the entire BBL organization, Newcastle, need to give Paul and his wife a standing ovation yep. and there has to be an absolute huge thank you for blessing us with your presence moment in that. Or That's just, just my or view. Or just on don't it. do it. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we're certainly not looking for a audits that's that's for sure i um remember for i don't i don't i'm not cut that way so i'm not too concerned about being remembered for anything but in terms of like being able to look back at press cuttings and uh old videos and uh and, and share that with the likes of fab and and uh 
the people that have you know put their whole lives into the the club is is what's important you know we've got some core staff that have been with us a very long time um so i suppose just really really be able to to be able to look back at things and have those those memories in papers and on and on video and have some time to absorb that in the future or um really what it's all about um as as the as it is in any job um we've just got a possibly got a better record of it than than you would normally have in another job that makes sense so uh and and just remembering some of the real highlights i mean i'll never ever forget uh we were not sure we were the first team to play at the o2 when we sold it out i think we were i think it was us and london lions um, but that was just ridiculous. I don't think any of us ever thought we were going to get um, get the event to that level at league, at, you know, at the league, uh, and to go there and play a game in, in just what looked like an NBA setup, uh, and and to win that game as well was just off the charts. That was amazing. As was you know any any of the sort of playoff finals over the years at Birmingham because Birmingham weekend. Birmingham weekend as it was um, years ago was always a, a, a cracking weekend. So, so just just sort of like looking back at things like that would uh, is all is all I'm really uh, ultimately interested in, and seeing that the venue just continues to prosper. Well, it's a it's a hell of a, a mark you've made on the club so far. It'll yeah, really interesting to see what what you you're all going to be doing next, and you know the the team's doing so well and fourth in the league at the moment but also you know in that playoff position Would yeah you- we just want to we want I, you know I'd love I'd love us to just get back to you know we're playing entertaining basketball just to be a, a level of competition uh, similar to where we where we have been historically um, Mark's doing a great job um, I love his passion uh, so you know he's he's certainly helping to take us in the right direction uh, I like, you know, the European journey has been interesting. Um, I think we need to keep doing that. We didn't go in to just go in once and not go in again. It was about, you know, making that part of what we're doing moving forward. So all of those things, it makes us more busy and more hectic. Um, we always need more staff. Um, and, and I always cook up another crazy project that drives everybody insane. <laughs> Is, uh, I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but is there still much goodwill, like as as far as staff concerned, in the BBL? Uh, goodwill from like from who? For, for example, people saying, "Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the announcing. Don't worry about it. I'll do that for free." Like, um, well, that's that's kind of changed. Uh, oh, at club le- at club level, we well we have a we have a guy Howard Layton who's uh, been our announcer for twenty years now. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. He's never taken a penny. Um, and I and I feel, you know, constantly um, bad about that, um, which obviously I could I could solve. But he he absolutely doesn't want a penny for what he does. He loves it. That's great. It's his life. He's just he's the, he's our voice. Um, and he's just a cracking guy and he you know he's he's done in my mind more for basketball 
in our region than, than anyone else. Uh, not to put anyone else's, uh, you know, uh, input into the sport uh, out, out of context at all, but he's he's just been there for everyone for such a long time. So you know, and I, and I don't think there's many people that would uh, disagree with that. Uh, that role in particular is such a significant role, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's chair of the region, has been for a long time, uh, from a participation point of view. But but he he's been doing this for for a long time, and uh, he's just a great guy. So so yeah, at club level, we need that. You know, we we still even though we're growing, we still can't can't get by without without the volunteer base and on the foundation side as well, even more so. So uh, um. It all falls apart without volunteers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a sport run on a lot of goodwill, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I when Paul said it. I thought the goodwill, and so I mean we we've seen it in uh, down here, especially, and in some other clubs. That's why it popped in my mind. Um, I know Mark's got his his final questions, his five and pine question, but I I do have one. Can I just slip in, kind of associated with your question? Mm -hmm. Who is your favourite Newcastle Eagle player that you've brought in? Oh, no. I knew that would be a good one. I really messed up on this. Uh, you don't uh, have to just say one if it helps. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, there are two standouts, aren't there, in terms of, uh, as, apart from anything else, I can I can say them because statistically they've won more than anyone else. So, so Fab, for, for what Fab did and to achieve what he did as a player coach, it's quite incredible, um, and and Darius because of, you know we brought him up here from from Hackney as an eighteen year old, and again that was Tony that was Tony Garbaletto. Uh, wow. Darius did, Darius didn't want to go to to college in the states, uh, uh, just just didn't want to do it. Wanted to stay in the country, and uh, Tony said, you know, get get yourself up to Newcastle, go and have a trial, and uh, Fab liked him. At 18 and you know uh he's he's just turned 39 i think still with us so so for, on, on that basis you know he's won 27 trophies he's an absolute eagles legend um i don't think any of the other players who i haven't mentioned there and there are many who i could mention uh would, would uh um would dispute that one what was the best? What? Who was the best player that you stole from a, another opportunity? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I didn't think you'd say that one, but I had to ask. But yeah, I'm sure there's all these sort of. I'm going to go here, and someone ends up somewhere it, else. Who, who is the favourite team that you'd like to beat? Who's the favourite team you'd like to beat? Yeah. At the moment, now what uh, this season just generally like if throughout the history your personal the is oh, like we've had some we've had some great i mean you know we've had great battles over the years with sheffield we've had great battles over the year with, and that goes back to you know chris chris's days uh great battles with uh with leicester of course in more recent times uh great battles with with caledonia previously rocks um that's always you know, there's been a grudge match there for for many years, all, all good humoured. Um, am I missing anyone? I think probably though those are the the the, the, the three keys. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think. I mean, Cheshire, we've had some good battles with over the years as well. Um, but that's that's about longevity as well as much as anything else because they they're the ever they're, they're the ones that have been involved as long as I've been involved. So uh, with for the most part, um, you know, Leicester and Sheffield with the same ownership, so we've known, known the same same people at the clubs for a very long time. And and funnily, you know, um, we we. We do very rarely talk about the games. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's more about the business than the games between each other. Don't really talk about so it. So you would never sit with a fellow owner and watch the game? No. <laughs> uh, no, I have done. We have done. We have done. It, it could be a bit awkward because you're, probably <laughs> both, you're both watching with a completely different bias, yeah. of course. And you're both going at the referees for different reasons. <laughs> and poor, you know, you got to feel sorry for them because, like, they make more decisions than the CEO at Procter and Gamble. You know, in in two minutes, a referee. So you're always going to fall on the wrong side of somebody at some yeah. point. Can't win. So, um, yeah. So we don't don't tend to do that. Don't tend to do that, and we don't tend to talk about. You know how, how we got in in that previous game. There's certainly no lauding of it ever. It doesn't happen, and and it doesn't happen partly from a perspective of actually this is a long game. Yeah, the really long game. You know what happened in our result last week against Leicester has no bearing in three years' time, yeah. and the one that we lost seven years ago has no bearing now that makes sense so yeah absolutely so to make a thing of any of these games at any point in time is 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 a fool's errand really it's a lot of big picture and yeah i never never looked at thought of it like that before no yeah it's just and actually coaches have that kind of longer tend to have that long view as well players do that was just that game in that moment you don't carry it on to the next one. No. You have to have that mindset. You, you really do. You, uh, you know, you wind yourself up otherwise. <laughs> and, um, but take the chip, you know, take the chip onto the next one if it didn't go the right way for you. That's that's the key one, really. Um, that's sport. I wish we could draw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I, think I was about to say that was a big lie there, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. not. But it would it, it would sort of take the uh, the air out of the balloon at points <laughs> in the year, if that makes sense. You know, that's me back to me. I hate losing. <laughs> so, Paul, is there anything that you would want to tell us, or a question that we haven't asked you that you like to say about Newcastle at all? Something we may have overlooked, something we may have missed. Or something you generally want to share about the club, your tenure, or any projects you got coming up? I just, I just think we're, um, we've always been very. It's not a job for for any of us. It's, uh, uh, or particularly for me and Sam, it's it's a project. It's always been a project. Um, so I think we've covered most parts of that you know in terms of what we set out to do when, when we took the club over uh, in the most part we've kind of achieved 
most of what we thought we were going, we, we would have loved to have achieved. You know, did we ever think we were going to win a trophy? Not up to that <laughs> point, we didn't. No, couldn't see it. Couldn't see how to. Couldn't work out how to be beat Nick's team when Nick was at Manchester. Took them close in our first season. I think we lost by two at home to them in a game. We came second bottom that season. Uh, and even though we only lost by two, I still don't know how we'd ever have won that game. Haunting <laughs> <laughs> you. But you just keep working at it and you find a way to win. And then when, when you start, you know, if you ever get into that lucky position of continuing to win, you then start to think, well, I'm never going to lose. Uh, so so that whole winning-losing thing is intriguing. Um, keeps you involved. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, just... I suppose all, all I would say is we're just always trying to keep it fresh because ultimately what we're doing is we're going around the same lap every year. And the running of a season is it is the same, but what we're doing as a project is we're trying to bolt different things on and new things go off in different directions. Uh, you know, period trying to change the politics, trying to build things, trying to go and do things we haven't done before, Europe, building the women's programme, uh, and uh, just just trying to be as flexible as possible and, and deal with challenges as they as they as get through them. And that doesn't stop in the off-season either, does it? I think it's worth no, mentioning because a lot of people only see the seasons and don't see the the work off, offline, should we say. <laughs> Yeah, no, we did, we disappear off on holiday for three months. Yeah. Uh, no, that that doesn't happen. There's a lot of pressure in August, a lot of pressure, uh, I, and it's even down. You know, I talk about current challenges. Well, current challenges can even include finding properties for players to live in, wow. because it's it's actually very hard. You know, it's a little bit boring, but it's very hard to rent property in Newcastle now. It never has never has been a problem. Twenty five years, it's a big problem now not enough housing so uh, particularly in the center so that's that's the more recent challenge you know should we as a business be investing in property and have we done that before yes we have um you know are we in a position to do that but all of these things uh, lots of plates so yeah. many plates you know <laughs> running a merchandising arm well how, you know somebody just does that as a single job in another world, I run a retail outlet somewhere. Well, that's just one twentieth of what we, what we're thinking about doing on a daily basis. Uh, and we've got events hitting us, hitting us, hitting us every three days at the moment. And then we've got other events that aren't basketball. Then we've got community events in the building. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's never a dull day. Non-stop roller coaster. Well, you bought into it, and then you brought your wife into it, so it's totally on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like it that way. We don't, we don't want to get bored. Absolutely. Well, so, Mark, do you, what do your one and five and pine? I don't. We we haven't prepped Paul on this. We haven't prepped you on it whatsoever. Firstly, it's normally straight on. If you have to dish, someone dishes a ball in, it's the one person, the clutch shot. Who would you pick? And it could be anyone. It could be. Famous, it could be local club, anything. Who would be that one person, the clutch shot, and you go, I'm giving that ball that is his money. BBL, NBA, you name it. Oh man. 
Well, I mean, I suppose well, NBA would be Steph Curry. Ooh. If it's a shot. It's a um, shot. Unless you've seen Lucas shooting those uh, those shots at the, uh, the uh, this weekend, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. The one he bounced in—that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, my goodness, ridiculous. So, so yeah, so so yeah, close history stuff. But I, I would never look past Michael Jordan for anything else. He's, he's the goat. No two ways about it. I'm just putting that down there. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Don't even go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. If BBL, you... BBL, BBL, yeah. Oh no, this is where I just. <sighs> is this for the one? Yeah. Oh, why it, it, doing it, that to Paul? He's picking it himself. He wants to pick a BBL oh, one. Right. We're letting him do it. I think I'm going to pass. Nah. Stick with MJ. I tell you what. I tell you what. I will say. What I will say. And, I, and again, I'm going to pick. If I pick a Newcastle player because he just did it so consistently over so many years. Um. And again, I don't think anyone on our team would would question this, but Charles Smith was absolute money for us for a long, long time. He's on the list. We got, on the we list, got an Charles. all-time list. Like that. That's good. Of all our guests. Charles Smith um, is on the list. So, is he? Good. good. And, and and there's a game, so so you can reference this in future whenever you talk to him, uh, that's a standout game for us for all of our finals. He scored 37 points in a half against Plymouth in the, oh my goodness, must have been, must have been the cup final, wasn't the playoffs, you know, it was definitely a Birmingham, so it must have been the cup final several years ago, 37 in the first half. <laughs> and if you, if you watch that, if you find that uh, highlights of that back, he scores. He scores in every way you could possibly imagine. Just oh, we're gonna have to find right that. We're gonna have to find and, that. And he lost the contact lens halfway through <laughs> that lad. Oh, he's just making it. it uh, that's ridiculous. Really good Plymouth team as well. So, so that that's that's no disrespect to any any of the other players on the team over how many years we've had so many good shooters. Um, British shooters. You know, US shooters, Jeremy Hyatt, Bridgie. I, got, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, okay, well, that's good. I like that. So, there are other things that you have to, the other part of this is that you have to pick your top five players, your all time five players, and you get to put one on the bench as well. It, and it could be anyone. You can mix BBL, you can mix NBA, you could have Eurobutt, you can name it, you could have your local league, you can put yourself in. <laughs> And we've had a few people do that. <laughs> this could take a while. Um, That's why we prep normally, Mark, lets people know that questions because some people go, oh, I can't process that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it, it's it's yeah, that's really tricky. He seems a decisive man. I think he. I think he's got it. He knows already. He's probably got two or three. That face says I've got two or three straight away. He's already called I, one person the goat, so I think he's going in there. Well, you can put, you can throw Michael Jordan in straight away, can't you? So um, MJ's in, and I'll probably get pretty boring after that. I would I would have to come back to you, honestly. I'd have to come back to you. I've got so many players rolling <laughs> through my head on this. That's good. 
wouldn't know where to start. And I've done I've done this with BBL players, and I've got to thirteen. <laughs> Sorry, uh, sorry, Eagles players over the history. Wow, just kept naming names. We could just leave it as MJ. So that's my, it. That's MJ, just, that's MJ, MJ is my five and MJ five. in every in, in every spot. MJ in every spot. No, there's going to be a, a team, and it's like this is going to be your team. Five people, one on the bench. That's it. Um, uh, well, four now because MJ's got one spot. God, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do a lot of editing here. Um, Perfect. <laughs> should we go let, should we go american let's let's go nba yeah that yeah do it just make it easy because then i don't personalize it with uh perfect missing somebody out from my you know bbr history um so let's think in the post uh i personally can't look past shack so there's a five yeah um Let's go to let's go to the four. Uh, and this I've got to do this on the basis of somebody that's just popping straight out that I that I you know really liked as a player for a long time. Um, I'm going to say this just because he changed the game a little bit in the period that I was most interested, and in, I'm going to say Kevin Garnett. Nice, bit KG, love that. Yeah. Because he was dominant for a period, and he, he f- felt to me like one of the first sort of loose. Well, other other than, um, oh, I'm not going to forget his name now. I, I could I could switch that up with Sean Kemp. Oh yes, oh, you, Mark, you love Sean Kemp. Love Brain Sean man, Kemp. Brain man, I love Sean Kemp. Um, the other one people put in as the big is uh, Tim Duncan as well. Yeah, and you could go David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Because it's like it's tough. Let's, let's, let's stick with entertainers because oh. they they were straight up like regimented, really well drilled guys. Um, they were animals. That's what they were. They were absolute animals. They were savage on the yeah. court. Now this is this is a strange one. Um, and I don't know why he's popping into my head, but I just liked him as a player. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to stick him at the three Grant Hill. Ooh. Grant Hill, yeah. I'm assuming Pistons Hill, not 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 Magic Hill. <laughs> yeah. Or Phoenix Hill. Phoenix Hill. Um, yeah, I just I just like from college onwards, liked him as a player. Um, these are just first names that are popping into my head. I'm going to have missed loads. Uh, oh, guys, what am I saying? What am I saying? Okay, I'm going to stick him at the two, which is not right. Scotty Pippen. Scotty. Wow. And who's on the bench? Who is sitting on that bench? Grace in the pine. <laughs> That's a team that doesn't work in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Deary me. Um, on the bench. On the bench. God, just who's going to pop into my head here? I'm now thinking dream team. Scott Lehner. Uh, was it Scott Leitner? Was that his name? Christian Leitner. Christian, Christian Leitner. <laughs> no, not Christian Leitner, no. Um, Did okay. he even get on in the dream team? Did he come on play? Don't know, actually. I'm not sure if he played or not. God, there's lo- I mean, there's loads of players I've missed out there, isn't there? I mean, like Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem, 
Clyde, uh, uh, Clyde the Glide. Um, I liked him as a player. Uh, let's go for a current because I just watched him sink that half halfway line shot last night. Dane, Dane Lillard. Oh, that was mental, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Same time. So Isn't that's it? in no particular order. Just what's popping into my head. I'll go and consult my Oracle and realize that I could replace them all, except MJ. So from just from uh, talking with you today, Paul, uh, I think what we're best we'll do is we'll type this up, laminate it, then we'll send it to you. And then when you get it, you'll be cross. Yeah, well, and then you'll laminate think, no, this is wrong. Uh, Done. <laughs> this is it. This is your list. You can't change it. Wrong. I didn't say, uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't say um, Dwayne Wade. And, uh, and I should have said Dwayne Wade because James, Dwayne's buddy Joe played for us for a number of years. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm putting wow. him as number seven. You, you, Wade, D Wade. You get yeah. a seven. There you go. <laughs> and he could play. He could legitimately play at the two. So uh, move Scotty up to the three uh, and go with KG and, and, and Shaq. We should have started <laughs> with this, this question. This is going to live in your head rent free for the rest yeah, of the evening I'm, now. Like, oh, I should have changed that. God, there's so many, so many. Well, if it helps, I, I'm the one who picked Jordan to be on the bench. Only, <laughs> and purely on the basis that he'd be so angry that when he did come in, it's like game over. No it's one, all over, yeah, yeah, it's all over. He diced the, he diced the winner. And I'd be happy with the fact that he would just hate me for the rest of my life and glare <laughs> at me. He'd just be sat on that bench like, let me on. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> well, we've almost been going on for three hours Oh, I didn't been... think we were going to get Paul Blake for three hours. No, it's yeah, been. You got some editing to do. Thank you so much, Paul, for for, right. for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it, and you, you know, again, it's a it's an honour to to talk to you. Absolute honour, yeah. We we'll appreciate your time, Thank and you. and for all the information that you shared because it's you know one of the things that we wanted to you know we love the Newcastle story and chatting with Keith and how passionate the fans were, but. It's it's also it's I want to say more than that. A lot of people don't get to see behind the curtain and don't understand what it takes to be part of a basketball club and everything. They just see that little end result, so to speak. Yeah, and um, the tip of the iceberg is yeah, what everyone sees. It's just so good to have you you know explain some of these things because people just don't understand what it goes to, and especially in the UK as well. For all our listeners abroad, they just don't understand the intricacies about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and thanks to you guys as well because we we need more of this. Ah, oh, we love it. We love doing it. So if, if you can think of any people that you think we should be interviewing, send them over. <laughs> By yeah, all means. Well, we've got loads. We've got loads in the league. But, uh, t- we haven't had a current professional BBL player. That's our next goal. Oh, you not? Okay. That's our goal to get a BBL professional on. Interesting. Um, but we, yeah. you know, we've only started this podcast in October. It yeah. Then, uh, sorry, we started it a bit early. We changed the name in October, and then it exploded. So currently, what is it? Oh, fifty-three thousand. Fifty-three a month. Downloads yeah. every month at the moment. Um, so it's yeah, we've got to a point where, I mean, I I've got contacts with some of the old players um, from eighties and nineties and around the area, uh, and Solent and stuff like that, and with the GB side of things. But you know, the current BBL is definitely. That is our goal. Like it's, you know, it's let's get whole, a current professional. It's the we have picture, had a professional, but he was playing abroad. But yep. we haven't had the BBL yet. Not current BBL, no. So if you can help in any way, Paul, that would yeah, be amazing. There's, there's uh, 
I mean, there's a few guys at ours. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there'll be others. Definitely. Wow. I mean, even if you, uh, even recent, uh, even guys like Drew Lasker and um, uh, the, you know recently retired. Drew, Drew's great. Um, uh, what's his name? Sheffield. Um, oh God, gone, my brain's gone dead. Welcome yeah, to my world. Chef and Sharks board that's just retired. <laughs> oh, God, man. So far, I'll have to come back to it. We've got, got, you know, Kieran Achara. Yep. Kieran would be great. Kieran would love to do it, I would imagine. Uh, well, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, even though Mark actually came up with the name, which was Talking Basketball Podcast. And the whole point, you start yeah. talking basketball to people, you just go on, which this episode is testament to. You just like talk as long as you're talking. That's just what it's all about, isn't it? And and ultimately, we just we need just people talking positively about basketball, um, and get get more of that out there. You know, we've got got a bit of a history of the sport fighting itself, and uh, we've all got to get behind the same the same story. And uh, you know, and that's petition and lobby the people that aren't aren't giving our sport a voice well everyone needs to realize basketball is the number one sport it is in the uk not badminton that's where we need to get it forget badminton forget rowing cycling (laughs) netball get rid of that down the rankings get basketball (laughs) up the top absolutely there you go wow absolutely amen to that yes amen to that well on that lovely note Paul, thank you so much for joining us. And it's been an absolute pleasure. If you haven't listened to any of our other shows, go back and check them out. We've got plenty going on. We've got plenty more coming up. I have been Mark. I have been Paul. I've been Paul too. 